Hey, what's up, Stay Tuners? It's your good friend Jimbo here, letting you know that today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. I recently joined as a member, and you can too. Apply today and let them know that you heard it from Stay Tuned Sports and you start earning today. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And hello there, all you Stay Tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here, like every week. And it's a very exciting week for Stay Tuned Sports here. No, not because the Eagles traded down from the sixth overall draft pick down to 12. And no, not because the NFL is adding a week 17 game. I mean, those are exciting stories that we will be touching on, but... It is race week for the Stay Tuned Sports Truck Series, which will be kicking off this Friday with the Craig's Clash, which is presented by Craig's Setup Shop. It's going to be a very exciting race. Basically, what this race is, all the poll winners from last year are entered into this race. Plus, there is a Clash Open race. So whoever wins that one will be the 14th driver to uh, race uh, race in the clash which like i said will happen on friday at 9 30 over on 3y tv on youtube so make sure you guys come over and check it out um i'll be in the chat there you know talking to everybody um but kind of you know before we actually really do get into the iRacing truck series talk here um head over to staytunesports.net our social media accounts are all on the right hand side there you could like them share them subscribe to them whatever each one says to do and then on the very top of the website is our merch tab that you could go buy some hoodies or you know with spring coming up maybe i'll make like a, a, a tank top a stay tuned sports tank top or something you know add that to the, the list of things i have to get back into doing i've been kind of falling behind with that stuff but so like i said you know friday night is the kickoff of the season for the the truck series and um Mitchell Adams is coming back as the reigning champion. Um, pretty much had it wrapped up as the, the green flag dropped at the last race. Um, James Lorello came in a second, and Bill Edwards came in third in points. And speaking of James Lorello, uh, another piece of exciting news. I'm happy to officially announce that we are actually sponsoring James Lorello this year, this season, for the Stay Tuned Sports Truck Series. Um, I mean, very good race for last year. You won seven or eight races, um, multiple top five, top ten finishes. Like I said, I mean, he he came in second. There was a couple races he had some incidences that probably affected the outcome of this this championship uh, uh, race last year. But happy to ha- have him um, sponsoring his truck. So make sure you guys, when you guys tune in, look for the number 11 truck. 
But I also want to take one second here. I was thinking about it, you know, I watched the races all last year, very entertaining. And I wanted to put like a little bit of a list together. Of, you know, if this is your guy's first time watching these guys race, who to look out for. And uh, I got a couple people here that I want to kind of give you guys a little bit of insight on them. And, you know, the first one um, was Andrew uh, Hinnemlin. And Andrew, I'm sorry if I screwed up your name, but um, he's a young kid. Um, early on in the season, it seemed like he was a little bit, had a little bit of trouble, but towards the end of the season, it seemed like he started to really come on and put some consistency together. And he also races in the, um, the Super Speedway Series for NSRA. And currently, he's in sixth in the point. So, I mean, he's getting that consistency down. And if there's one thing I've learned in the past two years of watching iRacing and just in general, if you could get some consistency of top tens, you're going to be up there in the points when it comes time for the, the championship chase. So, I mean, he, he's definitely one of them to keep an eye on. Plus, he was able to actually put a SimShots team together which he runs um, over on Facebook. If you look up Sim Shots, make sure you guys click the like button on there and, and follow him there. Um, another young uh, driver is JT Poole. He impressed me second half of the season. Same thing. Um, just seemed like it all started to come together for him. And I, I forget which racetrack it was, but it was a, a short track. Just dominant towards the end of the year, year there um i think he won by like 14 or 15 seconds just it was just his night you know it just everything that was clicking right for him you know and was very impressed plus he has a pretty cool looking truck uh the, the zaps truck as he calls it but another person um want to give a little shout out to of someone that you know you guys could maybe root for or follow is uh, actually the league um, owner Chris Darling he missed three races due to suspension but it brings up the question of because he, he was actually in the, the chase there even at the end there he was uh, fifth or sixth in points and brings up the question you know if he didn't miss those three races would he have beaten out Mitchell, Ad Mitchell Adams as the champion so He's definitely another one I think you have to keep an eye on um, as long as he doesn't miss his pit box. <laughs> like I said, you guys got to tune in to understand the little inside joke there amongst all of us fans that watch. Um, and then my the last person was uh, actually Bill Edwards who came in third in points. You know, Mitchell Adams and James Lorello really dominated the, the season with wins. Um, like I said, James had like 9 or 10. Um, Mitchell Adams was pretty close to the same amount. But Bill Edwards, who came in third in points, actually had 12 top 5 finishes and like 15 top 10. So, I mean, again, there's that consistency. If they, you know, if you could keep that consistency going, you'll be there you know, in the end for the championship chase. And just curious if he could get back to that same consistency and good driving that he was doing last year so that's my little um preview to this upcoming season so like i said make sure you guys tune in every friday 
9.30 over on 3YTV on YouTube. And make sure you guys keep an eye on their, their Facebook, uh, NSRA's National Sim Racing Association Facebook, as well as the State Tune Sports Facebook, because I'm going to be doing giveaways throughout the season. I'm working on trying to think of some ideas of what I could do for the Daytona, State Tune Sports Daytona race that we will be having uh, April 9th is that race. Um, but it's definitely going to be an exciting year. It's definitely an exciting time for State Tune Sports and everybody else that's involved with the sponsoring and I just want to thank everybody as far as that goes as well. So like I said at the top of the show, um, it was just announced a couple hours ago, right around 2, 3 o'clock Eastern Time, that the NFL has, well, actually the owners, um, have approved adding a 17th week football game, which we all knew was going to happen when the players and the owners agreed to the new CBA before last season. And there are a lot of players that are not happy about it about adding a 17th game. Um, one one player was uh, Kamara from the Saints. Uh, Darius Slay from Philly was another one saying it's stupid, this and that. I'll give Cameron Jordan credit. I, the way I took his um, tweet was basically, you know, we knew what we were signing up for when we signed the new CBA. And you know, you know, it is your right to, you know, voice your opinion about not liking that 17th week. I know one of the players, I forget which one it was, but, you know, it might have been actually um, Torrey Smith, the former wide receiver of Philly and uh, Baltimore Ravens, saying that some, some of the um, off-season stuff may have to be scaled back due to player safety. And Nothing came out yet, but the NFL Players Association's assistant executive director did say that there will be automatic changes to the offseason and in-season workout schedules as a result. To me, that sounds like, if you guys remember how the COVID um, protocols um, were implemented before last season, you know, a lot of virtual training, um, meetings, things of that nature, I see that happening um, as a permanent thing and I kind of saw that coming about you know now that I'm looking back at it uh, I think it was like halfway through the season or so forget if it was a, a you know a, a union member or owners or something like that saying um, they definitely could see this protocol type stuff being a um, a permanent thing and you know as much as I'm happy that there's a 17th week, they do have to figure out something to help these players stay healthy a little bit longer. Because come week 17, you know you don't want your your star receiver, your star quarterback, getting injured and having you know Joe Schmo, who's really shouldn't be in the league, starting a playoff game. Now one. Um, aspect of this that they were able to um, already kind of start changing is there will be no longer four games for preseason 
they're dropping it down to three games only for the preseason, which, in my opinion, I still think it's one too many games. You think about, you know, that first... You really should only be using the preseason games for roster bubble guys. You know, Aaron Rodgers, you know he's making the, the team. There's no need to play him at all. You know, but... If you look at, like, say, for example, a couple years ago with, say, Boston Scott, who was a, a roster bubble guy, or Greg Ward, a roster bubble guy, those preseason games are what helped get Greg Ward back onto the practice squad or Boston Scott that made the opening day roster. It didn't help or hurt Carson Wentz, you know? Um, I, just, I, I just think... You know, when it comes to player safety, preseason should be the first thing that a lot of these players or a lot of these um, owners should look at to help eliminate a week of, you know, playing for these, quote, stars. But I'm just kind of tired of seeing these players coming out and saying, oh, this is stupid. You know, they don't care about safety. And, you know, let's be honest. The owners are in the the, the business to make money. You know, they're not in this to make the players happy or make, give them the money. You know, they're in the business to make this money. So if it means adding a 17th week that will bring in millions of dollars because the TV deal still has yet to be worked out yet. And I think with adding this 17th week is going to make it even better now for the owners as far as making money and on top of that you know if you guys really were this against us extra game in the season for the players that did vote for it for the CBA you should argue a little bit harder give them more facts to prove that maybe this you know 17th week wasn't the best option for the players but you guys signed it. You guys approved the new CBA. You got to play it. You know, now I'm curious to see if they do something of how many players may retire. I mean, we start to see a lot of younger players start retiring at an earlier age, like Patrick Willis a few years ago. Um, Luke Kukli. Granted, he has a lot of concussion issues, but we're seeing a lot of right around 30-year-olds retiring now at a, a higher rate than normal I wonder if this adding us a, a 17th week is going to start making players at a younger age retire a little bit quicker now than sticking around but as far as the season with the 17 game season basically the 17th week is going to be a non-conference game and whatever place you came in your your uh, division, you will play the same position. Um, so, for example, Philadelphia Eagles came in last place in the NFC East. They will play the New York Jets of the AFC East because they they came in last place. So that's how it's going to be. As long as you're not already playing them on the schedule, you're not going to play them twice. So that's how next year's supposed to go. As far as the 17 game season, um, season's gonna start September 9th. Super Bowl is gonna be February 13th. And 
Now, this was rumored, I believe, last week or the week before. There is going to be a first ever Black Friday game. So we're going to get our games on Thursday, Thanksgiving. Curious to see if it's still going to be two or three games. And then we're also going to have a game the next day on Friday. And then our normal Sunday game. So, you know, you got, you know, Thanksgiving vacation, as we all would like to call it. Going to be very um, packed with football. So hopefully we have enough beer and chicken wings and turkey and all that lovely stuff to get us through the weekend. Also, like I talked about on the top of the show about my Philadelphia Eagles, making a big trade involving the Miami Dolphins and San Francisco 49ers. Miami Dolphins made a trade with the San Fran 49ers to trade them the third overall draft pick for the San Fran's 12th overall draft pick, which the Dolphins then turn around and trade that to the Eagles for the number six pick. So, diving into this team by team, the Miami Dolphins, like I said, they get the number sixth overall draft pick. Now, they already came out and committed to Tua, which I think was the right call. Um, I still don't think Tua is going to be a Aaron Rodgers or you know Tom Brady or anything like that, but I think he's going to be a serviceable quarterback that, if you put enough weapons around him, can make him a little bit better than a serviceable quarterback. And by them, by the Dolphins, basically just reaping in first-round draft picks over the next couple of seasons is going to help put players around Tua and, you know, help the offensive line if it starts getting banged up or getting older. Um, like I said, they get the sixth overall this this year. Plus, they, they still already have the 18th overall draft pick. They got a first and a third round pick in 2022 and a first round pick in 23 from San Fran. They got the number six and the number 156 from the Eagles. So 156 is basically a third round pick. This just shows that Miami is gearing up for the long haul. You know, that they were impressive last year, um, showing improvement. And by gaining this stuff, the, the first rounders and everything like that, If they could take another step forward this season and make the playoffs, they have a good three, four, maybe even a five-year window to groom these these rookies, these young players, and try to win three, four Super Bowls in the next five, six years. Because let's face it, you know, windows to win Super Bowls are, are a lot closer than what they used to be 10, 15 years ago. I mean, we've seen it with the, the Patriots now. You know, we, we've seen the the mantle being... Not the mantle. Why am I saying mantle? I don't know why I'm saying mantle. <laughs> um, you know, them not being dominant a- a- anymore. You know, granted, was it Tom Brady? Wasn't... That's going to be another debate for another 10 more years. I, I think Tom Brady showed that he is the one that 
helped the Patriots win those Super Bowls. Bill Check had his hand in it, but Cam Newton is not no Tom Brady, and I don't know what Bill Belichick thought about that. Um, so as far as the 49ers, I don't know why they did this. I mean, honestly, you know, if you're going to move up to number three, you're basically looking at the top four quarterbacks. Obviously, you know, Trevor Lawrence is going to be gone. Um, one of the other top ones are going to be gone to the Jaguars. Or not Jaguars. Uh, number two pick. Um, and then you come out and say that you're sticking with Jimmy G. I don't think you move up to number three to draft one of these top tier quarterbacks to let him sit for a year behind Jimmy G. So, and and again, are they going for offensive line help? Because I can't see why they would go wide receiver. They already have, uh, I believe, two first round wide receivers on their roster with uh, Dabo Samuel and the kid last year that they took. Um, and to move up to number three to take offensive line, I don't. I, I just don't see it. I don't know why they did this unless they have a backdoor trade. You know, they're waiting for to to move out of number three to get more picks back than what they gave up for this. Then for my lovely Eagles, as of right now, I'm I'm sticking with that. I, I don't like the trade. I don't like what they did. So they gave up the number six, which Chase from LSU is going to be gone by time number twelve comes. Pitts from Florida is going to be gone by time they're up to to pick. I would think Smith from Alabama. Or Waddle from Alabama is going to be gone. And you have an owner who came out... Well, the rumor is that the owner told Howie Roseman and the personnel department he wants to build around Jalen Hurts. He wants to build him so he's successful. That's why they traded Carson Wentz. So, by dropping down to number 12, yes... It is a very deep draft in wide receivers. But I think there's a, a, a decent drop-off between you know the top three receivers and then everybody else. Everybody else is still good and could be day one impactful. But why not try to bring in Waddle or Smith from Alabama who has a little bit of a relationship with Hertz from Alabama when, when he was with Alabama and the only other thing too now I'm starting to see is at number 12 they may go defense Philly you know was supposedly interested in the linebacker slash defensive end from Notre Dame uh, Patrick Sertan from who played cornerback. You know, to me, this is not building around Hurts. That offense last year, granted it was Carson Wentz, except for the last five games, was terrible. You need playmakers on that offense. You need to start building up the offensive line. Jason Kelsey is most likely going to be his last year. Jason Peters is gone. 
You got Lane Johnson coming back. Rumors floating around that Brandon Brooks may get traded. You know, it's an old offensive line. Defensively, I think they're still good enough. I think that front line is still good enough to keep the game, keep the the team in in games. But again, you gotta you you got you gotta focus on that offense. You gotta get some playmakers there. And by dropping down to number twelve is not going to do it. Now, on the flip side of that, why I said as of right now, I don't like the trade. The flip side of that is this. There's two ways I would change my mind about this trade. If for some reason, I mean, there was a couple mock drafts out there. Um, I forget. It might have been pro football or one of the ESPN writers did have Smith and Waddle from Alabama drop into Philly at the number 12. If they are able to get one of those two guys plus have as of right now, two first round draft picks next year, then I'd say, you know what, one, how we got lucky, you know, unless he, he knows what's going on in the top 12 picks there, he definitely got lucky. If we could get one of those two guys this season and us Eagles fans, let's cross our fingers, hope wins last 75% of the offensive snaps for the Colts. And we could go into next year's draft with three first-round draft picks. We would we would be able to get anything because let's say we get Smith or Waddle, and Jalen Hurts doesn't pan out this season. Like some of the rumors going around that half the Eagles' office is not behind Hurts. You have three first-round draft picks to be able to get anywhere up into the the draft. Even if, even if we end up with the 12th overall draft pick again, you have three first-round draft picks. You'll be able to move up into that number one spot. The only other rumor that I, I want to kill right now is by us getting this second first-round draft pick for next season, it puts us back in the, the Russell Wilson trade talk. We're in rebuild. Why would we take Russell Wilson, who's still in his prime, but maybe only for another year or two, why would we give that much up for a two-year plan when there's so many more holes on our offense than we could we could fix this year? Howie knows, though, that Jalen Hurts is linked to him and if he can't make Hertz successful his job is over and I as right now I don't think this was the right trade to do to help Hertz but we're only a few weeks away from the draft roughly about a uh, about a month April 29th is the first round Second and third round is April 30th, and then the rest of the draft is on May 1st, which no one really watches anyways. But I still will be tuning in to boo my Eagles probably when they trade back again. That's all they, they normally do anyways. So, but I think that's going to be it for this week. Make sure you guys head over to staytunesports.net 
like, share, subscribe to all our social media accounts. Visit our our merchandise store, which you can click the tab up top. And make sure you guys come over to 3YTV on YouTube Friday night, 9.30 Eastern Time to watch us kick off the Stay Tuned Sports Truck Series with the uh, Craig's Clash. I'm telling you, it's, it's going to be an exciting season, especially this first race. It's definitely going to be an exciting uh, race as well. So till next week, this is your good friend Jimbo signing out.